And good Sunday morning. Welcome into the first neutral zone of the new year. Bob, Bear, how's everybody doing this morning? Doing, doing peachy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, happy new year. Happy um, new year. Yeah, we're uh, joining you in progress. Um, yeah, and we're, we've got uh, Clone is... Uh, sidelined a little bit today yeah but he'll probably be joining us a little bit later but uh yeah how was your holiday aaron i haven't talked to you since we uh took a break man it was good uh went to virginia saw some family but it it sure wasn't long enough nearly (laughs) yeah i well mine was and i saw family and it was maybe a little too long um (laughs) Nah, it was good though. It was nice to just get a break, and um, I was down south, so we had some good weather, and uh, yeah, it was good. It was a nice time off, and just ready to get back to it though. Um, and man, we're coming back to a lot of good stuff, really. Yeah, I mean, two two and zero in twenty twenty four for Vol basketball. Yes, that's pretty good. Um, yeah, and we'll be talking about that. We're gonna we're gonna dig deep into that here today in the first couple segments, talking about the basketball team. Because uh, yeah, they're two and zero. They got a tough week coming up though, as well with a couple road games that yeah. are not easy uh, by any stretch. So we'll talk about all of that, and also um, we'll recap a little. You know, it's been almost a week since the Citrus Bowl, but we'll still uh, have a little panel discussion talking about what we thought of our guy Nico and uh, what what do we think the future looks like moving forward. There's a national championship game tomorrow night to talk about. There's a lot. There's just a lot happening. NFL's in its last weekend, and some games don't mean a thing. Some mean a lot. One meant a lot to a certain Colts fan last night. I was going to say if Titans Bill called in today, I was at a point where I was going to be rooting for the Titans. Yeah, um, we're pulling for the, the Jags today. Yeah, now it's uh, it's all changed because uh, Colts are, are out, Texans are in. C.J. Stroud is him. He is a... Uh, He's an absolute stud, man. I, they, they've got to feel very, very good about their future as a franchise with that guy as your quarterback. Um, but let's talk about the Vols, um, the basketball team. Leading into that game last night against Ole Miss, Ole Miss was ranked, I think, 22nd. 22, yep. Undefeated. <clears throat> Not many quality wins. They did beat Memphis, which is starting to look like a pretty you know, significant win. Memphis right. is looking like a top-10 team. Uh, and they also played a common opponent in North Carolina State and laid them out, beat them by 20 points. So didn't know what to think because Chris Beard's obviously a great coach. He's doing a lot of good stuff in a very short amount of time here in his first season in Oxford. So we were, again, a little concerned about what what's that mean for Tennessee going into a game like this. Well, now we know. And I would say last night, short of a, a – a three-point shooting drought in the first half, they looked pretty complete. Oh, yeah. All all the way around. Yeah, I mean, I, I just uh, – it was crazy. I mean, I, I feel like it, – look, it's early. It's only January. It's only week one of the SEC. But I feel like Tennessee sent a message, and that is, you know, they're the preseason favorites for the conference title. And yeah. I would say they did send a message like, hey – we're taking that seriously. The road to the SEC Conference Championship before the tournament's going to roll through here, you know, and yeah. um, I think no, that's I fair. Um, it was a total dismantling of Ole Miss. Uh, 
think the spread on the game was 11 and a half, and I actually felt that was a little generous going into it, but uh, shows what shows what I knew. They, yeah, I saw the 11 and a half line on Friday, and <clears throat> I thought it was going to be a lot closer, truth be told. I mean, you know, like you said, Ole Miss doesn't have a lot of quality wins, and I wasn't 100% sure what they'd come in here and do, but, I mean, it was – it was just an embarrassment. Yeah, on, I mean, on their end, not on our end, obviously. I think there were there were a couple of key things. For, you know, first of all, like we said a few minutes ago, we said complete, complete domination. Honestly, everybody besides Dalton Connect delivered in some way, and we'll talk more yeah. about Connect specifically here in a few minutes. But um, let's let's hand some flowers out now to couple people the obvious ones Jonas Adu and Zakai Ziegler uh, and even Jemai Meshack yep. um, Jonas 24 and 10 his third double double five offensive rebounds out of those 10 Zakai 17 five rebounds 10 assists yeah four three-pointers <clears throat> only two turnovers he played 37 minutes I know there's a lot of uh, consternation that he's playing too many minutes he shouldn't have been in there at the end of the game I, I don't know. We we have to. We don't know we'll what the see, process we'll is. Yeah, I mean, it's it's January. We'll see what happens here in about a month. Yeah, this is a guy trying to get his sea legs back too. You know, right. that's the thing. I, I I would argue maybe that's why there were so many minutes given to him last night. Um, Mayshack in twenty three minutes, ten points, four rebounds, four assists. Uh, the the intangible thing about the energy he brings to the floor, <clears throat> and he yeah. also this is not insignificant in my opinion. I was at the game. He hit that three at the end of the first half, mm-hmm. and I felt that really turned the tables. I mean, you could feel the vibe in the arena go just through the roof. Um, took it from a six-point lead to a nine-point lead going into halftime, and I think even Chris Beard said something in his post game like that was that was a bit of a dagger. That hurt, yeah. you know. It, it got them. It got them way off balance yeah. and out out of out of sync starting the second half. And Ole Miss. They 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 obviously didn't look right after that yeah. three at halftime. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, and then you know the other guys, you know the the old guard, if you will, you know Santi and Triple J, their lines were solid. They weren't like yeah. I mean off Triple J was close to a double double as well. Yeah. So I mean, if he gets two more rebounds and hits one more shot, you have three double doubles on the starting five. Man, I would say let's talk about Triple J for a second. Is it look, there's so much conversation and praise for Connect. Yeah. And and I get it. But from a consistency basis, is it crazy to think Triple J may not be the MVP of that team right now? No. I I think uh he's I, I'm trying to think back to any clunker of a game he had. Maybe he's had one, but I mean he's always delivering last night eight right. eight and four, just like you said, almost a double double. Just solid, man. He, and, yeah, I mean, and, he does he does what he needs to do. Yeah, I mean, he he fills the role of veteran senior forward that can consistently get you ten to fifteen points a game, and will fill in where you need him to fill in. Yeah. So. Yeah, and uh, so I mean, he he played well. Santi, you know, again. Uh, there's this whole argument: Has he accepted his role? Is he getting, you know, over time better 
intertwined with Connect and even Justin Ganey or Jordan Ganey rather. Um, and he's you know he had an 11 four and four line, um, played 35 minutes, second most minutes yeah. since Zakai. So uh, I I'm telling you man, it just felt good. And then if you do this plus minus efficiency thing, which I still work hard to understand, but it's you know it's significant. <laughs> And it was insane. Adu was plus 18, Santi plus 28, Triple J plus 27, uh, Zakai plus 21, Meshack plus 29. The only person who had a negative plus minus was Dalton Connect, and he was a minus yeah. one. And Connect, it wasn't like he was a liability out there. It's just he just right. didn't feel like he was in rhythm with anybody. Do we think that something's up with him injury-wise? There's a lot of chatter about that. I think it's a fair question. Uh, you know, is he through that ankle injury? Right. You know, that's, that's because what well, was it? The North Carolina game that he got hurt initially, and he just—I mean—he's been a zombie out there. It seems like at times. Yeah, he played played good against Illinois. He did. But you're right. I mean, some of these other games, he's just not been that productive. Um, you know, and yesterday, in fairness, too, he got into, you know, at least by the book, he got into a little bit of foul trouble. Yeah. Um, got his second foul, you know, in the, early in the second or first half. Got his third early in the second half before those mile, those minute markers where you right. supposedly can put him back in. So that didn't help, but um, I, I, I'm not – I'm not too worried about it yet. I mean, the fact that the team was able to go out and win so convincingly last night without him. Right. Um, maybe there's a method to the madness. Maybe they're just, you know, letting him kind of come back in at his own pace. But um, because I don't see him out there, um, he seems engaged when he plays. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't think it's yeah. anything that's chemistry effort, based. Effort and chemistry yeah. wise, but it's, it's something that's obviously tweaked. Yeah. Um, but like we said at the beginning, talking about this game, you know, Ole Miss didn't have a ton of quality wins so far. I, I did think we would win, but I didn't think it was going to be by that much. But I don't think Ole Miss is number 22 in the country, but still taking a 26-point win to a top 25 team is impressive no matter who it is. Well, I agree. And I think, you know, we touched on it earlier. There was a – they were at one point, the Vols were one of 12 from three-point range. Right. After that, they went, I think it was like, uh, I think I want to say 10 of 18 after that. I yeah. mean, they, they, they got, they straightened things out there. But they were dominant in all these other fact, factors, you know, out-rebounded Ole Miss 38 to 24, um, considering Ole Miss came in with a 7-foot-5 player and a 7-footer. Um, <laughs> yeah. that, that, I mean, that didn't, they blocked a few shots, uh, but they were really neutralized as far as I could see. Vols out, you know, assists. They were they had an edge of twenty five to eleven. Gosh, um, yeah. Edge on points in the paint, forty two to thirty. Like I said, they neutralized the bigs that. Well, Ole Miss that, in. that was the next thing that I was going to get to is that we, you, me and you, have been pumping sunshine for Jonas this year. Right. The dude can move under the basket this year like I've never seen him do before, and it's. I mean, he could he can bang with anybody down in the post. I think now. so. I, yeah, I, I, I don't. I, I think you're right. I think that. I mean, he had a good game against. He had a decent game against Purdue, and I'd like to see him play against Edie again. Yeah, that that would be a great matchup. Those two now, once he now that he's gotten into more of a groove. 
Yeah, the last night I was watching the pick and roll that was going on with him and Zakai. I mean, they it clearly, the, you know, there's obviously a game plan that they want to pound it down into him to Jonas, but right. but also there's confidence with the players to make that happen too. Right. And um, yeah, it's it's nice to see, man. I, I I was trying to think back. I that like a legitimate big like him. I mean, you know, Kyle Alexander was our big during that 2019 yeah. run, but he. I don't think he had as many offensive weapons as Jonas. I don't think has. he did either. I, I, his shooting was way off compared to. Yeah, and I mean, Grant was always in there, but he's not seven foot tall, right? So, and he was a, a little skinny when he was here. He's gotten bigger in the NBA, but he was. I mean, he can't do what Jonas does down low. Yeah. The other statistic that. Um, was pretty significant. I'm sure it's one that made Coach Barnes super happy. Was uh, Tennessee had a 22 to five edge in second chance points, so that's that whole you know want to thing. Right. You know that uh, I'm sure he preaches regularly because we've always heard that. We know some players end up sitting because they might not have right. enough of that. So, which that leads me to another question before we start talking about the week ahead because there's some there's some stuff. There's some again some pretty potentially tough games on the horizon. Um, the one thing I was wondering about though last night, I watched. Okay, Jordan Ganey was in there. Ganey's still scuffling a little bit. I, I mean, he, yeah. as a matter of fact, he was scuffling just even like handling the ball. Yeah. Uh, they were you know putting pressure on him, and um, I still want to believe he's going to be a guy that we need for some meaningful shots at some point. But it's it's hard right now to watch him and feel like he's just. At a same par level with all these other folks well, that he's coming be- in with. At the beginning of the season, it kind of seemed like he was going to be on par with these guys. Oh, he was arguably the second best player on the team behind Dalton Connect, and now he's a ghost. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he he turns it over a lot, and he's his shooting has just looked. It looks like me shooting at the Y. <laughs> That's how I put yeah. it. Um, and what about Freddie DeLeon? Didn't play at all. Um, and I'm not sure there, I'm not sure why. I haven't read anything as to why. I don't think he was hurt or anything. But no. You really think he's going to be here next year? I'm starting to wonder. I'm telling you, this is uh, – Getting as, that, yeah. that kind of feel, that, that feel to it. For as much hype as w- that there was that came with him, and now, you know, he's seeing some time. He gets Norfolk Steak he was, he was in, but it was mop-up time. Yeah. Right. Um, it's – some of his, I mean, it's one of the few things other than, you know, the whole bugaboo about the tournament, but yeah, uh, it's, it, sometimes his roster management moves before, during, and in the off season are yeah. a little bit puzzling, but yeah. Um, you can add Chris Beard to the list of coaches, and I, you just talked about it, Bear, you talked about the, you know, the, the the constant debate about well what's going to happen in march um chris beard's on the list now of coaches proclaiming that tennessee is a final four caliber team he was yeah yeah but we've heard that every year for i, I know and we've heard it a lot six this or seven year now. Yeah, yeah but i i didn't believe it until watching this team this year yeah i mean that one that one season where tennessee got beat by purdue in that horrible 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 game for tennessee uh <laughs> I thought that team had a really good shot, but since then, this is probably the only team that I can confidently place a 
uh, futures bet on making the Final Four and feel okay with it, if that makes sense. Yeah, I no, I think there's a lot of teams, as has been the case the last couple of years, there's a lot of teams that are Final Four capable. Right. And um, but I, I, yeah, I don't disagree that Tennessee's one of them. There's they they should be. Um, and so, do you think we're going to see any of the other freshmen play the rest of this year? Carr, Phillips, and uh, Estrella. Estrella. I doubt it. I think it's yeah. It's probably they're just not in the rotation at all. And they're I mean they're probably your three biggest pieces moving forward. Yeah. I think it's all dependent upon how healthy the the rotation starters, yeah, starters yeah. and you know I guess it's like a rotation of about eight players right yeah, now. Yeah, it's been it's been about eight, and then when uh, DeLeon gets in, it's nine. But yeah. I mean, again, last night he was he was on the bench the entire game. Yeah, so. We I didn't need him clearly. No, and that's, but I don't want to be that way and say we don't need him because you get to the point in February where somebody's got a tweaked ankle and you need these guys out there. Yeah, I I think that um, again I saw it last night and and maybe I'm I hope I'm not drinking the Kool Aid or kidding myself, but this feels like a team that there's yeah, we saw again connect really didn't provide much last night but we were fine right you know, there was right. so much uh being brought to the table that that's a tribute to the development of adu and then also that zakai is close to being back all the way right you know so so now there's other weapons and alternatives and that's what makes a team in my opinion that can do a deep run in the yeah. tournament we haven't always had that. We haven't had no. like we've a, had two guys here and there that can be that right. guy. But last night again, you had almost three guys in in with double doubles and connect. Right. Really was a non-factor for most of the game. Yeah, and so. the, the one person we didn't talk about is uh, just to make a clean sweep of those eight that played a lot was Tobey Awaka. Yeah, who was active. Okay, his line wasn't anything too significant, but his activity on the floor, that guy is always, like I've said before, he's like a vacuum cleaner, man. He is. He, he reminds me, there's a little bit of that, um, it's almost like a, without the freak show side of it, there's a little bit of Dennis Rodman in him, in, yeah. that, in that he, like even if you get the rebound and you're on the other team, you better like wrap it up because he's not done. He's going right. to come after you and try to pop the ball loose or whatever the case may be. He gets in a little foul trouble because of that from time to time, but he's uh, and if he can continue to work on that kind of mid range to low post shot, uh, he's going to be a four year guy here for sure. Yeah, and I I, look, I I'm excited about what I think he can look like by his junior next year, his junior year, even his senior year. Yeah, so. you know, last year he played a little bit, not as clearly not as much as he is this season, but I was excited for him when he was coming out of high school and just watching how he moves. And I, I think he's going to really blossom here next year. Yeah. So. Well, I think we're going to try to take a little bit of a break. Yeah. And, yes. um, and then when we come back, we can talk about, we've touched on it very briefly, but I want to dig in a little deeper on this and that's the week ahead. Yeah. Got some road games. Um, the SEC is going to be, it's, I wouldn't consider it to be top-heavy, but, boy, the middle of the SEC is going to be tough this year. It will. And yeah. so we'll, uh, we'll talk Saturday, about that. The Saturday game is going to be really interesting. Yeah, absolutely. 
and uh, and we'll be opening up the lines for calls too. So uh, come come hit us up five four six eight two hundred. It's Fan Run Radio. It's the Neutral Zone. We'll be right back. Life never. Welcome back to the Neutral Zone. You've got uh, it's Bob Baskerville. You got Aaron Burkholz here and uh, Bear at the board. Uh, hey, phone lines are open. Feel free to call us when you get a moment. 865-546-8200. We're talking about Tennessee basketball. We spent uh, the first segment kind of digging deep on the Ole Miss game last night, which was uh, pretty fun to do. It's rare that you get to see a win like that, you know, against a ranked team to right. win by you know twenty six points or twenty four points, whatever it was. It was a lot. After we get done talking about Tennessee basketball, there's a couple other games that I kind of want to hit real quick. Oh, of course, because yeah. um, there was some big SEC yeah implication games yesterday and really exposed a few teams. Yeah, I agree. I think all what we want to maybe kick off with is talk just to put a bow on Tennessee is talk about the week ahead, and then yeah, we can go through the SEC because you're right. There were some big games, and we're seeing some things take some shape over the conference too. Yeah, Um, as well as a couple games on the national uh, level as well. But uh, so next next week or this coming week, as it were, we've got Mississippi State on Wednesday evening down in Starkville at the Hump, as they call it. Hump, yeah, I know. nightmare. I hate going down there. Um, we were just talking about this in the break. Uh, we watched a little of Mississippi State against South Carolina yesterday. Um, I just have a feeling this Mississippi State game will be just like a lot of the Mississippi State games. It'll be like a rock fight, as we say. You know, they're big, physical. They just kind of dirty it up a little, and uh, as long as Tennessee's able to adapt, which you know. I've seen Tennessee play that way, too. So, yep, I mean, they're capable. Have. But, um, yeah, any thoughts on Mississippi State, Aaron? Um, you know, I watched a little bit of that South Carolina game yesterday. Um, I, I I don't know what those two teams are going to end up being, both of them. Because South Carolina really hadn't played much anybody, but they, they kind of took it to Mississippi State for a while yesterday. And it ended up a six-point game. Um, it's like you said. It's a like Bear said off the air. It's dark in there. It's not a shooter's gym. But I mean, Tennessee's adapted really well. They play to their opponent. Really, I mean, yeah. especially when it's a quality opponent. I mean, they'll they'll go out and demolish the loser teams and the sub 150 ranked teams but we'll see i mean i think it's it's going to be a physical game but i'm less concerned about that game than i am the saturday game yeah yeah and we'll get to that in just a second because that is that's it's hard to believe but we're all in agreement georgia's like do you think you think they'll get in the top 25 monday they might they might um Back to Mississippi State real yeah. quick. The one thing we you know we've been talking, talking, talking about Jonas Adu and how much we've loved watching his development. 
He's he's going against. I wouldn't call him an elite big, but he's going against another big man in Tolu Smith yep. on Wednesday, who's coming back from an injury. But he was productive in his first game back. He was productive yesterday, but he got in foul trouble, fouled out late in the game. Yeah. Um, that'll be a good test for Jonas. Just uh, you know, be far bigger test than those bigs that he saw from Ole Miss last right. night. So. Um, and yeah, just Mississippi State's big, man. They've got a couple guys that are like six ten or bigger. Besides Tolu Smith, I mean, right. they're they're. Uh, I don't know. I, it's yeah. I I I'm with you. I think that that game's if we you know Tennessee sticks to their knitting and really just does what they do best, they can get over the hump with that one. Georgia is an interesting one, and you just asked the question, Aaron: Are they potentially a top twenty five team? They've won nine in a row. You know they're 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 definitely dialed in, playing well. Um, Mike White's got them going. Um, Stegman, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, th- I feel like that. I feel like our experiences at Stegman have not been great. Uh, yeah. Overall, I mean, I think back to the time uh, we were. I think talking about it uh, when I was on the drive on Friday when they uh, when Bruce, you know evangelized you know they, we took buses of fans <laughs> down and everything else i think yeah. bruce went up into the stands after the game i mean those were kind of the those are the big good memories when it comes to georgia but we've had some we've had some tough tough uh results down there yeah we've had some tough results with them up here too and you know georgia's never been that great in basketball but they play tennessee tough and i was at the game where Tennessee split the regular season with Auburn, and Georgia was our last game at home. I mean, they play tough. They've always played tough, and yeah. they. I mean, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting game. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be within five or seven points. Yeah, I'll be interested to see what the spread is on that when it comes out, um, because that's – I don't know what to make of that game, to be honest with right. you. I mean, Georgia's – again, we said they've won nine in a row. I think their record's 11-3. and three. Their losses have been pretty quality losses. At least two of them have been. But uh, I, you look at who they've beaten, and, you know, honestly, they beat Missouri yesterday, and that might be one of their I biggest wins. I mean, they've – They've got really three quality losses, I think. They lost to Oregon, I know. They lost to Oregon, Miami, and Providence. I forgot it was Providence. Yeah. You're right. So that is three. And, yeah. You know, we were talking about them off the air. Kim Kim gets beat in Omaha yesterday. Yeah. Which I, I'm I'm still praying that he ends up being the replacement. That'd be an interesting yeah, that'd be an interesting replacement when he's a hell of a recruiter. Yeah. There's no doubt. So. Um and so the thing with Tennessee too, we so we talk about those two games next week. Doesn't get any easier. No, the following week there are home games, but it's Alabama and Florida. Yeah, um, you know we know about Alabama. They're even though they're nine and five, they they play just a hell of a schedule, and they're you know dangerous every single game. They are. Um, um, yeah. Just they just about lost to Vandy yesterday. I know. Though. So who? It's the only team in the SEC with a losing record. That's pretty incredible, too. Yeah. It's that we've got 13 teams above 500 right now. <laughs> yeah. that's That tells you everything you need to know about the rest of Tennessee's schedule. It doesn't matter who the hell you're playing. 
Yeah. Any given, it's like any given Sunday, man. Like no, somebody I, could walk into Thompson. I mean, Tennessee is really, really incredible at home. But anybody could walk into to the Food City Thompson Bowling Arena and beat Tennessee any given night. Yeah, I, the, the again we touched on it briefly at one point in the show. The SEC. There's, you know, there's some teams at the top that are elite. Tennessee's one of them. Yep. Uh, Kentucky probably too, and uh, and and we'll talk about Auburn. Who's get, uh, that's that's are, one of the games that I really wanted to. Yeah, they're 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 get uh, into. They are cooking, and uh, but beyond that, then there's a bunch of teams, but they're all to your point, Aaron. They're all like, you can't look past any of them no. really outside of Vanderbilt. And you know, I say that Tennessee lost to Vanderbilt in Nashville last year. Yep. You know. So I, the conference, while it's not necessarily probably viewed as um, elite, top to bottom is like what you see in the Big Twelve. Um, it's still going to be very very tough. It's right. it's a it's a it's going to be good basketball, but uh, you know, it, there's not. I don't see anybody cruising through it, even if Tennessee's the favorites. I mean, right. we got to expect there's going to be some losses. It's just going to happen. Right, and I mean, you never know what team's going to show up in the SEC tournament. Yeah. We like to lose first round in the stupidest way as possible in the huh. SEC tournament, like we do sometimes in the in the March tournament. But Yeah. But let's talk a little bit. You you touched on yeah. it, and I think we it's a good segue. Let's talk about some of those SEC <laughs> games that went down yesterday. We, again, we learned a lot. I think there's some things we're seeing take shape with some of the teams in the conference. Well, Arkansas ain't the damn team we thought they were. Yeah, I guess not. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, Musselman gets embarrassed in Arkansas's worst home loss ever. Yeah. I mean, they they put up 51 on Auburn. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I, I, and I watched a little bit of that game, and and Auburn was in control at the time, but it was only like a thirteen point game. It was right. still pretty early in the late in the first half, early in the second. I can't recall, but obviously the tide turned, and uh, like we said a minute ago, um, Auburn's humming. You know, they've uh, they haven't lost in a month. Uh, they're twelve and two. They've won seven in a row. Should we be surprised it's Bruce? No, no not at all. I mean, he's he's got them going in the right direction, man. They, I mean, they're second place in the conference right now behind South Carolina, who is number one in the conference at the moment. That's pretty damn incredible, too. I will say, watching that game against Mississippi State yesterday, Michi Johnson is legit. Dude, yeah, and you know, my like I said, my best friend is a – from Columbia, huge South Carolina fan, so I know pretty much everything there is to know about Michi Johnson. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> Ohio State fumbled the bag on that one real bad. How so? Because he was supposed to. I mean, he was there. I mean, you know, he's he's legit now for South Carolina. I think. I mean, Ohio State's a good basketball team now. Yeah. But, I mean, you can't give up that kind of talent. Yeah. So. Yeah, did he, he did he commit and then I mean did he actually play there? He played a year there. Oh, I didn't transfer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was he was there for I think it was his first season. Let me look real quick. No, he was there for two years, twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one, and then transferred to South Carolina last season. Yeah, I remember so. him from I remember him from last year. Um but he he 
definitely carried them through the clutch yesterday in terms yeah. of that win against Mississippi oh, yeah. State. But you're right, they're 13-1. and Lamont Paris doing a nice job there. Again, not sure who they've really played. They're, they're <laughs> yeah. one losses to Clemson, who's having a good season. They are. Um, and they're, I mean, that's the biggest, their biggest rival, so, you know, it's always going to be tough. Um, a team I wanted to talk about in the SEC, we obviously, you know, we'll get to Kentucky too, but what is going on with Texas A&M? If you recall, beginning of the season, they were ranked in yeah. the preseason polls, highly regarded, Wade Taylor, all-conference player. I mean, it made sense. They had almost everybody back. But they got handled at by, home last by night. LSU, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're 9-5. and five. Um, I, don't, I don't think, you know, you hit the – panic button with buzz williams coaching i think he's no. he's a good coach i i just i'm a little surprised at how um schizophrenic they've been because yeah. the beginning of the season there was you know there was a lot of chatter that they were the second best team in the sec besides tennessee uh they're nowhere near that right well, now and, i mean buzz has had them going pretty well for the last couple of years i mean yeah it's 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 pretty weird watching them play because you never know who's going to show up. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's just an it's an anomaly of a team right now. Yeah. So uh, it was. I mean, I'm I'm honestly shocked at LSU too right now. I mean, I didn't think they were going to be much. No, they. The, when I was watching a little of that game last night, there was a lot of chatter that they. But this is not like last year. If you recall last season, I think they started out like eleven and zero. Yeah, and then and then just melted completely, fell yeah. apart. Yeah, and uh, uh, you know, I mean, it was a disaster. And now they were saying this year he's got you know Matt McMahon's got the players he needs. You know, worked the transfer portal. What you know has great depth. I just don't know much about him. We'll be playing him at some point, right? But, um, uh, but they, they, you know, winning in College Station's probably not an easy thing. So I'm, uh, that's that's a good win for them. Um, and Florida, I mean, Florida and Kentucky yeah. yesterday it was a hell of a game, man. I watched some of the second half. That's about all I saw. But yeah, I mean, Florida. We were talking about it in the break. Bear mentioned it too. I mean, Florida's maybe a little more, uh, maybe a little further along than we thought. Yeah, you know, I they they. They looked good in the parts I saw against Kentucky. And Kentucky, you know, those freshmen, they, they're good, man. They, they are. And Cal's going to have them rolling. We'll see what team goes to the tournament and what doesn't. Yeah. Because, was it year before last they lost first round and to yeah. S- what, St. Peter's? Yeah. So. Yeah, two years. Yeah, that's right. Um, I think that uh, – I think I'd heard somebody talking, and I agree with this, that if Tennessee takes care of their business like they should, that they would be – there's the potential of them being 17-3 and three going into the game against – the first game against Kentucky this season, um, which first yeah. one's in Lexington. It would be 17-3 and three playing in Lexington. Yeah. That'll be a big game. And if you're 17-3 at, at that point, you're probably moving up from five, depending on – how it shakes up there at the top with Purdue and yeah. everybody else. So that will not be an SEC plus game. No, televised. no, it'll be it'll be a nine o'clock yeah. tip on yeah. ESPN probably. Yes, if I had to guess, I would think so. Um, real quick before we, because we'll be hitting a break here in a minute. Let's just talk about uh, on the around the country. Just a couple 
big It's games. already an 8.30 on ESPN tip-off. Is it really? They've got it set for 8.30. Good. So, so I'll take 8.30 over 9 any yeah. day. Um, oh, yeah. Just a couple of things happened yesterday nationally, um, you know, with Ole Miss going down last night. Also, James Madison took a loss. And the reason I bring that up is that means – uh, those were two undefeated teams that are no longer undefeated. The only undefeated team remaining in the country is Houston. They're um, third right now, right? Yeah, yeah. And they uh, they won big over West Virginia last <laughs> night, too. Uh, Marquette, number seven, got knocked off by Seton Hall. Um, Kansas, uh, I don't know if you saw any of that. It's close. Yeah, and there was a questionable call. I thought of, it was a flagrant foul call um, that – Aided Kansas. Let's well, put it that way. I'm, I'm not surprised yeah. at all. But they beat TCU in Fog Allen only by two, 83-81. And TCU's got a good team. Yeah, they're 11-3. So. Yeah. My other question is, is uh, what, what has happened to Florida Atlantic? Because over the holidays, I watched this game. They beat Arizona in a double overtime game that, for my money, might have been the best college game I've watched in the last five years. It yeah. was unbelievable. Felt like um, a Final Four game in December. But since that's happened, they've lost to Florida Gulf Coast, and then yesterday they lost to Charlotte. So um, all the love for Florida Atlantic, I, w- I don't think they'll be ranked after this weekend. Uh, you wouldn't think so. Yeah. Because, I mean, Charlotte's not good. No. They're really not good. No. So, uh, I mean, they they had to win that game to get to 500 yesterday. Yeah. So, yeah, it's that's uh, just uh, college basketball for you. And yeah. there were other ranked teams that fell yesterday. BYU, who was ranked 12th. I had no idea they were ranked that high. Colorado State, Texas, and Providence. You mentioned Kim English yeah. earlier. That was a tough one in uh, Omaha. But um, that kind of puts a poem in college basketball. Yeah, top time. of the hour. We're going to get a break here, and we'll come on back with some – we'll break down the Cheez-It Bowl and then <laughs> – the national championship, maybe some NFL. Come on back.